above all power. God bless. Um, good morning, who are at home today. And uh, uh, greetings uh, from this, that is Kilileshua Covenant Community Church, the place where we believe that God dwells. This is our faith and this is our proclamation that we are a people who are courageous witnesses of Christ in every sphere of society. That God has brought us into this world. He has given us a position. He has given us a place that we may influence the world. Ours is not only a calling to salvation, but it's a calling unto influence. It's a calling unto change. God has said, go into the world. God has called us, saved us, and then he has sent us and dispatched us into the world. That we may be in the world, but not of the world. That we may be in the world to change, to transform, to cause there to be an understanding of this great king of kings and lord of lords. This is our third in the series of the kingdom of God. And today we are discussing entering into and growing in the kingdom. We have to enter in and we have to grow in the kingdom of God. Let me just put to you a question. Have you ever thought about a country where all things work? Where things work well? Have you ever thought of a country where there is justice? Where there is order? Where the people are happy, fulfilled, and are united under great leadership? Have you ever thought of a country where race, tribe, and tongue do not differentiate at all and everybody is equal? Have you ever thought of a country where people are radiating with glory? Where people are full of joy and having peace that passes understanding? Have you ever thought of a country where everybody's needs are met fully and everybody is provided for? And everybody is equally esteemed. Have you ever thought of such a country? Well, brothers and sisters, there is a country such as that. There is a certain desire for each one of us to be in that place. If there ever was that place, I would want to be there. And I want to announce to you that there is that place. And it is called the kingdom of God. It is where the sovereign rule of God is established. Amos says it like this, the prophet Amos he says it is where justice rolls on like a river. It is where righteousness is like a never-ending stream. John the Revelator talks about it in this way. He says that the, there shall be no night anymore. In fact, the sun will not be required because God will be its light. In Revelation 22 and verse number 5. There is a kingdom and there is a kingdom such as that. You and I can come into it, and the Bible tells us that kingdom is presently here. It has already begun. Je Jesus talking to Mark, in, uh, talking to, 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 uh, it, 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 as recorded in the book of Mark, chapter 1 and verse number 15, he says, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. And he says, Repent and believe in the gospel. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is here present it's at hand now it is only to repent believe and access that kingdom the question then that behooves us 
to answer is this. How then does one enter the kingdom of God? And I want to talk about two different things. And uh, the Bible is very interesting. But uh, we talk about two things. Number one, you enter by being born again. Number two, you enter by inheritance or coming into maturity. Two things, or two, two ways to seemingly enter the same thing. Scripture normally has several tensions. And whenever I look at the scripture, I find that there are many tensions sometimes inside of, in, in, in the scriptures. One of them is, is this one, that's the kingdom. We talk about the kingdom. We've talked about last week or two weeks ago that the kingdom is present. It is now and yet again, it is not yet. There's a tension there. It is now, but again, it is not yet. There is a tension in the scriptures and sometimes you wonder, how is that? Uh, in the same way, you talk about being saved. You say that you have been saved. Uh, you are being saved and again yet you will be saved. All of these are same. It's the same thing that's going on. I am saved now, but yet I will still be saved. It means that there is some tension there. And there is a place that I believe that God is giving for faith. And it is desiring of faith. People who live in the betweens there must live by faith. And the Bible says the just shall live by faith. So therefore, we enter the kingdom of God by being born again and we enter by inheritance. And I will go on to tell you how this goes on. Nicodemus, a Pharisee and a member of the Jewish ruling council, came to Jesus one night and he began to ask a question. But yet that question was very dynamic and that question has raised uh, a, a, a lot of, uh, uh, in fact it is one of the, the most famous scriptural portions that the world knows. The famous John chapter 3 and when you get to verse number 16, everybody tends to know it. But Jesus was actually talking and addressing this man that was a Pharisee. Let us go to John chapter 3 from verse 1 and we'll read up until verse number 8. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And this man came to Jesus by night. He came by night. It is said that uh, he could have come by night perhaps uh, because Jesus was so busy during the day. He had so many crowds around him that he couldn't find space to actually ask his question. It is also thought that perhaps because he was a Jewish ruler, a rich man, an influential man, uh, he wanted to talk to Jesus in the nighttime so that people wouldn't see that he was actually consulting with this rabbi. He says, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Indeed, he's saying some truth. But it isn't the entire truth. Uh, he, because the signs that Jesus was doing, these were the things that drew him. But we know that signs alone do not show that somebody comes from God. Because we can see, even as Moses was demonstrating some things uh, to Pharaoh in Egypt, there were people who were doing the very same miracles. There were signs and there were wonders. The very same things, uh, the rod that would become a snake, uh, their rods were also transformed into snakes. Oh, they did many different things uh, and therefore it is not a sign when you see somebody doing miracles that they are from God. They could also be from the opposing kingdom that we talked about last week and we continue, will continue talking about because it's impossible to talk about the kingdom of God without referring to the other opposite kingdom. And 
He said, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs unless uh, God is with him. Verse number three, Jesus answered. And Jesus answered not his question, because I don't even see a question there. Jesus not only answered his question, but he answered his need. How many times do we have questions in our hearts and we don't know how to actually address it? How many times have we said we know that this is what we want to say, but when we get there, we get lost in the words? I know growing up that there were people who had issues. Uh, when they would go and they would uh, look and find a beautiful girl that they wanted their number from. And uh, in the Christian circles, uh, you would go out and you would go to the, to the certain girl and you'd say, ah, you'd want to say, can I please, uh, can you give me your number? But instead what would come out is, can I borrow your Bible? There are people like that who have, don't know exactly what to say. And this man had come to Jesus. He had come with something important in his heart. Oh, but when he came, he, uh, he says something else. He tell, tells him, oh, uh, I know that you have come from God because of the things that you do. But then Jesus answered his question. He answered his need, that one that was said. And he said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless one is born again. And Nicodemus said to him in verse number four, how can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? And Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I say that to you. You must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it. But you do not know where it comes from and where it is going. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. And this portion of scripture talks about Jesus saying that one must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. That word again is a, a Greek word that, is, that actually means above. And I want to suggest to you that Jesus is telling him that you must be born from above for you to enter the kingdom of God. Entrance into the kingdom of God requires being born from above. And being born from above requires that one is born twice. Once naturally, natural water, you are born and the body, the flesh is born of water. But the second one is from above and by the Spirit. In fact, the scripture says that uh, in verse number 6 that we just read, that unless one is born, or, or, or what is born of flesh is flesh, and what is born of spirit is spirit. And verse number 5 says, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Listen, we need to be born again to enter the kingdom of God. This kingdom, I tell you, is not, last week we said, it is not the church. This kingdom of God is not heaven. This kingdom of God is present here with us now. It is the rule and the reign of God. The sovereign rule and the reign of God. There is a provision that God has made. That once you enter into this kingdom, then you are able to operate in a different realm in a different sphere, in a different dimension. Listen to what uh, uh, 1 John chapter 5 and verse number 4 writes. It says that whatever, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. 
Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Oh, I wish that there was somebody who would shout a hallelujah. You know, there is no congregation sitting here. So I don't get any feedback. But, but if you can shout a hallelujah where you are, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This is a victory that has overcome the world. This is our faith. Our faith. You see, God has given us a provision because the enemy, our opposer, the devil, Satan himself, is the ruler of the world. He is in charge of every system, every government. He is in charge of religion and these religious things that are happening. He is in charge of arts and media. He is in charge of every culture that we are seeing. He is the one who is ruling. He is dominating every one of them. But there is a provision that God has said that you need to be born again. And if you're born again, then you will overcome the world. One as if you were son. If you are born again, you have overcome the world. And this is a victory that has overcome the world. It is our faith. Hallelujah. God is calling us to be born again, to come into this kingdom, to come into the provision that he has made, that we may be born again. But let me say to you that being born again is not a single day event. It is not just a single day event, but it is the result of what is called repentance and believing, and these are things that are ongoing. You, are, you, you, you always keep on repenting. You keep on believing. Repentance is ongoing. In fact, it is a lifelong obedience in a Godward direction. This is what repentance is. A lifelong obedience in the Godward direction. Believing likewise is a lifelong venture. We are always moving toward God. Moving away from the things of the world changing our minds and being transformed by the renewing of our spirits and our minds so that we can then prove those things that are the good and perfect, pleasing will of God. Yes, God is calling for us to repent. It is not enough to be born again. It's not enough just to come in and say that you are born again. There is more in the kingdom of God. There is more in the, in the kingdom of God. You see, there are many people who I have seen that say that Jesus is their Savior and Jesus is their Lord. But yet their lives are different. Listen to what Matthew chapter 7 and verse 20 and 21 says. Not everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God. Oh, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Hey, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not perform mighty miracles in your name? And I will declare to them, hmm, I never knew you depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Listen, God is saying that there's a, there are things that are required of us. That we cannot, there are some people who may confess with their mouths that Jesus is Lord and Jesus is Savior. But there are some things that, there's something that is missing from them. There is something that is, is, is missing, and, and, and Jesus is saying that, that he will declare to them, I never knew you, in so much as they prophesied in the name of Jesus, in so much as they did cast out demons in the name of Jesus, in so much as they did perform miracles in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, I never knew you. That is a damning thing for any man, any woman to hear. This is why there is tension when Jesus says, uh, you can enter, you can enter by being born again. 
but there are other ways. You are saved now, yet you will still be saved. There is room for you to do something, to, act, to exercise your faith in between this place. There is a, a life of obedience that we need to operate in. It is not just that you have had your name written there and therefore you are happy. No, to enter the kingdom of God requires something. There is a certain lifestyle. That guarantees that you will not enter the, into the kingdom. And I am not talking about heaven. I am talking about here on earth. This provision that God has given for us to overcome the world. Because God has given us a provision here in the earth. Which is called his kingdom. His sovereign rule and his reign. And when you enter that kingdom, you can then overcome the world. You see, overcoming the world is not about heaven. When we get to heaven, if at all we'll get to heaven, it'll be a different story. But overcoming the world is here, present in this life. And God has given you and me a provision for us to be able to overcome. And for you to enter that overcoming uh, kingdom of God, there's a, there are some things, there's a lifestyle that will guarantee that you will not make it. And therefore, I am appealing to you. Look at your life. Examine your life. And see if these things that we are about to talk about are there in your life. If they are, then it is a guarantee that you will be defeated here in the earth realm. It is a guarantee that the enemy will overcome and dominate you here in the earth realm. It is a guarantee that you will not overcome. You will instead be overcome by the works of darkness. Listen to what 1 Corinthians chapter number 6 verse 9 and 10 says. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived. Neither will fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexual, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Oh my Jesus. These are, this is a list of people who God is saying, people who are operating in this kind of realms, this kind of character, this lifestyle, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Bible says such were some of you, some of us, I myself included in that list, but you are washed, hallelujah. You are sanctified, praise the Lord. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. Hey, you are washed, you are sanctified, washed because of these things, adultery, fornication, idolater, homosexuality, gayism, thieving, covetous, drunken, reviler, swindlers. All of these, these, some of them may not have been mentioned in your life, but if one or two have been there, the Bible says that some were you. But you are washed. Ha, you are washed. And Jesus Christ has justified you. It is just as if you never did it anymore. Hallelujah to the, land, to the Lamb of God. You see, Paul identifies the second way of entering the kingdom. And it is by inheritance. In this portion, it says that there are some who are unrighteous who will not inherit the kingdom of God. Inheritance is a requirement. So we need to inherit we know that inheritance cannot happen if you are a minor. Any person who is a minor cannot, cannot, and will not be able to inherit 
if you are not of age, not of the required age, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. It means that you have to come into a certain maturity in the things of God. For you to become an overcomer in the world, you need to come into maturity, spiritual maturity. You need to walk in so that you can begin to have and enjoy this provision that God has set for you and for me. Listen to what Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 1 and 2 says. Now I say that an heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave. Although he is master of all this child, but he is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Anyone who is a child does not differ with a slave. Even though the property is his, it is given to him. He is under guardians and under stewards until the time appointed by the father. Let me tell you that if you are a child in the faith, if you are a child in the faith, then you are still under guardians and stewards. Who are the guardians and stewards? It's the law. The Bible tells me it's the law. The law was a guardian and was a steward leading us to Christ. And if you are still a, yet a child, you have not understood righteousness. And therefore you are still a child. You are still being guided by the law and not by anything else. Oh, I hope that you're hearing me today. There is a way to come into the kingdom of God. There is a way to come in so that you will come up until the time appointed. You know, you'll be governed until the time appointed by the Father. We know that that time already has been fulfilled. Jesus has said that time is fulfilled. We now no longer require to remain under the law. In fact, Jesus has fulfilled the law. He has fulfilled it. We no longer need to be there. Verse number 3 of, of Galatians chapter 4. It says, even so, we... When we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law. Ha! I told you that people who are children are under the law. To redeem those who are under the law. That we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts. Crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave but a son. And if a son, then you are an heir of God. Ah, through Christ Jesus. You are an heir of God. As you mature, as you grow, as you come into the fullness of what God has set for you, then you become an heir of God. Hebrews chapter number, actually to be an heir of God is an interesting thing. Even before we go to Hebrews. Because we know that you can inherit from God when God is still alive. In the world here, you cannot inherit when uh, your father or your parents uh, are still alive. Until they die, then is when you can inherit. But we see the, 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 the parable of the prodigal son. And Jesus is saying, God is giving us a, an idea. He says, listen, you can inherit even when your father is yet alive. Hallelujah. You can inherit when your father is yet alive. You can take those things that the father gives to you and you can operate in them. When the young prodigal son went to the father, he said, Dad, uh, I am of age now. I want to inherit. Give me my portion. Give me my portion. It may seem like it was an evil thing. It was not evil. 
Because God is happy and God desires to give to you and to me everything that he owns. He desires that you may inherit now in this life, in this present day. And not well, let us not talk about heaven. It talks about earth here, this present realm. That is why the kingdom of God is for they who inherit. And they can inherit when their father is yet alive. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 30 and 14 says, Anyone who lives on milk is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. Solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Brethren, I'm telling you that God has set a provision for you and for me. He has set a provision for they who are mature, that they may come in, they may be acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. Because there is something about righteousness that God has, is, has given unto us. He has given us the gift of righteousness. He's given us the gift of righteousness. Romans uh, uh, chapter number 5 uh, and verse number 17 gives us an idea about it. Uh, in, in Romans chapter 5 and verse number 17 it says, For if by the trespass of one man death reigned through the one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life. Reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Oh, God is telling us that he has a provision for they who are mature, who have come to understand the teaching of righteousness, that they may receive righteousness and that they may go forth and reign in life. God has set a provision for you and for me in this COVID age, in this time that we are moving forward, when things are looking untoward, when things are looking hopeless, when men are hanging themselves from trees, taking poison because they, didn't, they don't know what tomorrow has. God has set a provision and he says, it is the kingdom of God. And when you come into the kingdom of God, you come in and you understand righteousness. It is a gift from God. All you have to do is receive it. And as you receive it and you begin to mature, to grow in your obedience as you're walking with him, my friend, the Bible tells me that you will overcome the world. Hey, because you are born of God. But let me tell you one thing. That anything, uh, even as we have entered the kingdom of God, Entry alone is not enough. There are different levels to the kingdom of God. There are places in which you can grow even in the kingdom of God. Luke chapter 7 and verse 28, uh, we find uh, uh, that John, uh, uh, jo Jesus is talking about John. And he's telling the, jo the disciples of John, among other people, he tells them in Luke 7, 28, I tell you among those born of women, there is no one greater than John. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than him. Ah, there is a least in the kingdom of God. There is a least in the kingdom of God. Listen to what Matthew chapter 15 verse 19 says. Anyone who breaks the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of God. If there is a least, there is a greatest. If there is a least, there is a greater. Oh, there, is a, there are things in the kingdom, there is growth that you can, you can go into and you can move. My Bible tells me that there were two boys. There are two men. They're not actually boys. Two men. They're called the sons of thunder. They're the sons of Zebedee. And they, they are James and John. And they, had, they, they, they knew that there was growth in the kingdom of God. They knew that there was a way in which people could advance in the kingdom of God. And they went, they took their mother with them. For their mother to go and ask Jesus. Have you ever... Uh, 
Have you ever realized how men and their mothers are so intertwined? That sometimes mothers are speaking for men. Uh, the men cannot speak for themselves, but the mother will speak. We see it in the case of Jacob. Jacob's mother was, was the one who was speaking on, on, on his behalf. Now we come here and we see again the mothers. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 20 and 21, then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and knelt down to make a request of him. What do you want? He asked. She answered, declare that in your kingdom, one of these two sons of mine will sit at your right hand and the other on your left. They had understood that there is a place and there are, there are levels of growth in the kingdom. You can grow. The minute you come in, you can grow. You can grow and you can grow. Once you have gotten in, it is from grace unto grace. It is from glory unto glory. Indeed, uh, John chapter 1 and verse number 16 says, For of his fullness we have all received. Everybody has received and grace upon grace. I want to tell you that the possibilities in God and in the kingdom of God are endless. Because of his fullness, all of us have received. Basically what that means is we have received the potential of God. Each one of us has received the potential of God in his kingdom. However, for us, it is you and my turn to maximize so that we can grow from grace unto grace. From grace unto grace. It is you who can grow in the kingdom of God. When you're operating in the kingdom of God, next week we're going to see the outworkings of people who lived in the kingdom. People who are operating in the kingdom. People who are doing things uh, that perhaps they would think angels are the ones who do. People who operated beyond what is called the human normal mandate. Uh, they were operating in a different realm altogether. Yes, God is saying that of his fullness we have all received. We have received the power of God. We have received everything required. Uh, in fact, the scripture says uh, that we have received everything that we need for life and for godliness. Everything has been received. But now it is for you and for me to maximize our potential. To grow from grace to grace. Where you have been waiting, you have been uh, pussyfooting, you have been... Uh, marching on the same place this is a word for you it is time now to move forward it is time now to come and to see and to move in this that is the kingdom of god listen to what second uh, corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18 says but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the lord we are being transformed into the same image of from glory to glory just as from the lord the spirit ah Ours is from grace to grace and from glory to glory. Ours is in this kingdom of God. We can move from glory to glory. God desires that your life in this year 2020 cannot be the same as it was in 2019. Or, and it should not be the same as it is in 20, will be in 2021. Why? Because you are perfecting faith. You are perfecting faith. And as we are perfecting faith, we are growing and we are moving. Let me just give you three things in which we need to do. Something practical for you to be able to move forward in the kingdom of God. Number one, we need to hunger for righteousness. My Bible tells me in Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 6, Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. We need all the righteousness of God. You see, the kingdom of God 
is about righteousness, joy, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Uh, we need to hunger for righteousness. Oh, I, I, I want to call upon you to be a person who is looking, seeking, uh, hungering and thirsting for righteousness. Uh, oh, when you're hungry and when you're thirsty, you will go to tremendous lengths in order for you to find God. You will look for him in early in the morning. You will look for him late in the night. You will be pursuing the scriptures to find him. And this is the way that we can move in the kingdom of God. This is the way that we can grow. The Bible says hunger and thirst for righteousness. Listen, righteousness is a gift. It is a gift. And you receive it. As you receive it, you will reign in life as we found, as we saw earlier. Second way to, because in, in, in how we're going to grow in the kingdom of God, Paul was telling, and, uh, Paul and Barnabas uh, were strengthening their disciples and they were encouraging them and they were telling them, listen, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Hey, we will enter the kingdom of God, we will grow in the kingdom of God through hardships, through tribulation and through persecutions. There will be hardships that will come. Where you are right now, in the season that we are in now, there are some hardships that will come. There are some that we make for ourselves, but there are others that come because we are believers. I know for one, there was one time I made a mistake by myself, and uh, I made a wrong turn. And as I made a wrong turn, I don't know what was in my mind, but I believe maybe the, the, the enemy whispered in my ears. Because we were in a jam, and I was sitting in the jam. I was with one of our staff members in the car. And as we were sitting in the jam, uh, I thought instantly, turn, go. There's a road over, over here, and if you just turn over there, go on the wrong side for one little bit, and then you will be clear, and you will go. And we sat there for a little while. As soon as this idea came into my mind, shop, I turned, and as soon as I turned that corner, there was a policeman, actually a policewoman. And she shouted, where? Nimekuona, where? Nimekuona, where? I had to stop the car. And when I stopped the car, she, told, she jumped into the car very quickly. And we went and I begged for forgiveness. I said, oh, please, I, I, have, I, am, I have messed, I have done the wrong thing. I didn't tell her I was a pastor. <laughs> I told her, oh, please forgive me. As we drove all the way to the, to the, to the Kilimani police station, I was begging and I was pleading, please forgive me. We got in, and as we got in, now she told me, now, it is out of my hands. Eh? Had you asked me before, I would have forgiven you. But now that we're in here, you need to give me something so that you can get out. Then I realized I am a believer. In so much as I did do a traffic offense, I must face that hardship. I must face it. And I faced it. I went to court all the way along to the courts, policemen are there asking, hey, hey, you are coming. You want to go to the judge. Why do you want to see the magistrate? See, we sort out for you. You just give me a little money. I said, no, I am going. I need to see this man. I need to see the magistrate. My friend, I was charged. 15,000 shillings. And I, I, I felt as though the world was about to swallow me when the magistrate was saying guilty and, uh, and, 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 and charged 15,000 shillings. My friends, there are some hardships that we make for ourselves. That one I made for myself. But I chose not to go the opposite way. Because I could have given a thousand, two thousand and escaped. I thought not. But in this kingdom, we must go through trials. 
we must go through hardship, tribulations and persecutions because of what we believe. Oh, we bless the Lord. King of glory, we bless you. We thank the Lord. I feel that there is somebody who is in their houses right now. And you're listening to me. And you're saying, today I want to give my life to Jesus. Today is the day. Today is your day to give your life to Jesus. To come in to this that God has prepared as a provision for people to come in. God is saying, come right now. Come right now. Come. Please send us. Send us something on the SMS, on the WhatsApp platform, on the Facebook, on the YouTube, and we will get to you. God is calling you right now. Let me lead you in prayer. King of glory, we thank you, Lord, that you are speaking right now. We thank you that your word is here and that you are present with us. King of glory, right now, we want to pray for these ones who are coming to you, who are giving their lives to you now. May you repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I bow my knee before you. I accept that I have been in darkness. And now I want to come to your light. Forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me and make me right. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And Father Lord, we want to thank you because you have spoken to us today regarding coming into this that is the kingdom of God, entering in and growing in the mighty kingdom of God. I pray, O oh God, that each one of us shall be able to move into the things of God, that we shall come into this glorious kingdom, that we shall see your might and your, and your hand, that our lives shall be different because the time is fulfilled and that your kingdom is present. Father, that we may come into it. And Lord, that you may make us, as you have said, overcome us the world. In Jesus' name, we pray. Above all kingdoms, above all thrones, above all